chapter fifty of carpenter's geographical reader africa by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b angola or portuguese west africa we have left swakopmund and german southwest africa and are now traveling along the coast of angola the portuguese colony the land grows more fertile as we sail northward the coastal plain is green and the mountains behind it are heavily wooded angola stretches along the atlantic ocean from the kunene river to the mouth of the congo a distance of about one thousand miles and it goes so far inland that its area is equal to more than ten states as large as new york most of the country is composed of the high plateau back of the mountains this is well watered it has vast forests bound together with vines and great plains covered with grass from five to twelve feet high the forests are much like those of the congo they have oil palms baobabs and other tropical trees with beautiful blossoms there are many orchids and among the creepers are some with a sap from which rubber is made the rubber creeper has a yellow fruit as large around as an orange with a pulp which tastes somewhat like a lemon if any part of this creeper is cut a milky juice will ooze out and harden upon exposure to the air it is about the most important product of angola furnishing one of the rubbers of commerce the grass of the angola plains is like that through which we travelled in our excursions along the banks of the congo it is from five to fifteen feet high and has blades as sharp as a knife paths have to be cut through it in order to cross the plains and the grass is so high it shuts out the wind and makes travelling hot work when the grass is dry the natives often set fire to it then the whole plain is flame-covered and sparks by thousands shoot up above the wall of fire at the same time the grass stems burst with a sound like myriads of pistol shots such a fire roasts the rats mice snakes and other animals which live in the grass and it is always followed by a great flock of birds which swoop down upon the black plain to eat the dead animals the forests and jungle never burn they are the refuge of antelopes elephants hippopotamuses buffaloes and even lions and leopards are to be found in them angola is far more thickly peopled than german southwest africa it has numerous tribes of bantus much like those we saw on the congo each has its own chief and the different tribes are often at war with one another there are but few whites except at the ports and at the trading stations in the interior and the most of the country is altogether wild and unexplored we first call at mosamedis the chief port of southern angola it lies about two hundred miles north of the kunene river in a region of good grazing lands the natives have goats sheep and cattle and strange to say they train their cattle as riding animals we each hire an ox for a jaunt into the country during the stay of the steamer our saddles are well padded leather cushions with stirrups attached and our bridles are each a pair of reins fastened to a round iron bar thrust through a hole in the animal's nose the oxen trot easily and we find we can guide them in this way as well as though they were trained horses and we had the ordinary bridle and bit going northward we next stop at bengala 
a thriving settlement situated on a level plain near the sea with green hills a few miles behind it the town has several fine squares some factories and good houses and stores caravans of natives are always coming in or going out bringing the products of the interior and taking back foreign goods including gay calicoes beads guns powder tobacco and other things in exchange at the factories we see great quantities of rubber coffee palm nuts and palm oil as well as ivory tusks and balls of beeswax which have just come in some of the tusks are so large that the natives make a framework of wood in order that they may rest more easily on their shoulders while carrying them the beeswax is taken from both wild and tame bees some of these people are excellent beekeepers they make hives of sections of a limb of the baobab tree scooping out the inside and fastening up the ends with boards and clay but leaving little holes for the bees to come in and out such hives are fastened in the branches of low trees and thatched with grass to keep off the rain the honey and wax are taken out every year a little being left so that the bees will not go away while we wait at bengala we have a chance to visit the native villages nearby they are made of rude huts of wicker and mud with roofs of grass thatch the doors are so low we have to stoop to go in the floors are the ground and about the only furniture is a low bed of sticks or palm leaves with a sleeping mat on it sometimes there is a pillow of matting stuffed with wild cotton or perhaps a wooden pillow three or four inches high many of the people sleep without pillows resting their heads upon one arm some sleep on the floor there are little gardens about the huts and in them we see women hoeing the women here as in most parts of africa do the hard work they dig the ground with little hoes which have iron blades like a large oyster shell and wooden handles about eight inches long they plant indian corn mandioca red peppers and other things and harvest them when ripe the native men are often mechanics working in iron and wood they make canoes build huts and go hunting and fishing they are also porters carrying goods over the country the natives of angola dress much the same as in parts of the congo valley near the coast the men have waistcloths which reach to their knees being tied about the body with a strip of red cloth the women wear but little more and the children go naked both sexes have odd ways of dressing the hair and many of the women wear heavy rings of iron brass or tin about their ankles or wrists a woman will sometimes carry fourteen pounds of iron upon her naked feet the bands are fixed on by a blacksmith they are often so thick that the wearer has to tie rags about them to protect her skin from injury until it is hardened we are frequently asked to smoke or snuff during our stay with the natives almost every one uses snuff he pours about a teaspoonful of the powder tobacco into the palm of his hand and thrusting his nose down into the mixture draws in all he can we each try a small pinch and nearly sneeze our heads off for they have added red pepper to the snuff to make it stronger at first we think this a trick but learn that they like snuff better this way returning to the steamer we go along the coast northward to loanda the capital of the colony and one of the oldest towns of western africa it was founded in fifteen seventy five 
and was for a long time one of the chief seats of the slave trade with brazil and cuba as many as one hundred thousand slaves having been exported in a year when the slave trade stopped loanda lost its importance but it has recently grown by its exports of native products and is now said to be the finest city of western africa coffee and sugar plantations have been set out in the country behind and coffee has become a staple export a railroad has been built several hundred miles into the interior and upon it and the kwanza river which is not far south of the port great quantities of rubber wax palm oil hides cotton ivory and peanuts are brought here for shipment to europe the kwanza is the chief river of angola and it forms one of the highways to the interior although it has many rapids and is navigable for short distances only we travel inland and stop a while at novo redondo at the head of navigation of the kwanza some distance back from the coast the town is a thriving trading center it has macadamized streets lined with acacia trees on nearly all the corners are the shops of the traders and we see caravans of porters coming in with loads of native goods on their shoulders on our way back to loanda we make several excursions through the country riding in hammocks slung to poles which rest on the shoulders of men our porters go on the trot and although they jolt us at first we soon become so used to the motion that we frequently drop off to sleep four lines of ocean steamers call regularly at loanda upon our return we find one belonging to the british navigation company at anchor in the harbor it is to sail within a few hours and as we have now completed our tour of the african continent we shall take passage upon it for liverpool while waiting we call a makilla and take a ride through loanda the town has only a few thousand europeans but many more natives we visit the stores in the lower part along the bay spend a short time in the markets buying a few curios to take home to our friends and then call upon the governor and other officials in the residence part of the city which lies on the hill farther back the steamboat whistles as we leave the governor's house and we go down to the wharf and hurry on board our baggage has already been packed away in the hold and a little later we are steaming outward on our long voyage home we call at the cape verde islands the canaries and madeiras and then sail on northward to liverpool from where a fast ocean liner in six days takes us across the atlantic home to new york end of chapter fifty end of carpenter's geographical reader africa by frank g carpenter